When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to CHGO Red Stars, presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. It's your girl, Sandra Rada here, joined today, as always, by my colleague, co-host, friend, and homie, Claire Watkins, a.k.a. The Scam Originator. Claire, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm good. Uh, it's been kind of a whirlwind week. Um, so big, big, big shouts to the U.S. Women's National Team, but whoa, did that change my schedule. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was uh, some news, yeah, maybe. Some big news. Some, some big news. Yeah. If folks haven't heard, I think, that's, you know what, let's talk about it. Let's talk, I think we should. I it's think that historic. You're, it's you're, a big deal. It's going to affect Red Stars. Yeah, you it's know? like, yes, yeah. you are here for the Chicago Red Stars, yeah. and so are we. But also, there are some national team players mm-hmm. who are repping on the Red Stars. So we got to talk about this a little bit. A historic, two new, really, CBAs, one mm-hmm. for the United States women's national team and the men's national team as well. Uh, equal pay for equal play, homie. Straight up. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's kind of wild, right? Yeah, that's a big clap. Snap, yes, snap, snap, yes, snap, snap, yes, snap, snap. Yes, yes, that's right. love that. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things where I, when it dropped, it dropped early Wednesday morning that this was happening, and... <laughs> You know, obviously, when someone announces a CBA, they hit with bullet points, and they just, like, bang, bang, bang. And usually, you're like, oh, okay, well, let's see what the whole thing says when it comes out. And then you're like, but those bullet points, you're like, oh, it's just the same. It's just literally the same. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, even the way it was presented, it was just like, here is what the national teams, plural, right. will be getting. Right. And a lot of it is just... When you're called into camp, so for every single day you're in camp, no matter the result of a friendly that you participate in, uh, equal pay, yep. uh, things like benefits, things like revenue sharing, things yeah. like uh, right. insurance, a little thing called insurance and benefits. Yeah. And or, or parental parental rights, right? Like your parental leave, right? You know, where uh, both teams are going to get that, which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was ecstatic to see it. It's almost, It almost feels like, I'm not going to lie. Like, can't really front about it. There's almost, there's these moments where it's like, we're coming off of this, quite frankly, like what was a very traumatic and like, yeah, kind of horrendous 2021, Mm -hmm. where there were a lot of negative headlines around women's soccer uh, on the club side of things specifically. And in adjacent to all that was the fact that there were player unions doing the work Mm -hmm. to try to fight for what's right, you know, for get fair wages for their labor that they put out there. And I just am like watching the historic CBA come through for the NWSL side of things, like just ahead of preseason, Mm -hmm. knowing that this was also in the background. It's just so wild to me that there's this like one, two, like combo punch of, like collective CBAs for both of these. Yeah, one thousand percent. I mean, I think it just speaks to like it takes it takes the lows to reach the highs, right? Like yeah. none of this stuff happens. Like the NWSL CBA doesn't happen without twenty twenty one going down the way that it went. Um, this CBA doesn't happen without just sort of that horrible lawsuit and what we found out in early twenty twenty and the discovery aspects of that. Um, and it's also just points to, I guess, like the power of transparency and information, which is like a number of things were made public over the last couple of years that ultimately led to this happening, um, which is, it's hard, but it's also like, oh, wow, we look how far we've come, you know? Yeah, I am. Um, I, I, I'm looking at this moment as like a, where were you when it happened moment? Right. <laughs> I think for a lot of us in the space, we were... <laughs> trying to work and then we were like oh man more work this is awesome yeah I woke up to it I woke up to it and I mean if people know me they know that I write the just women's sports uh, newsletter and it was newsletter drop morning and so every time stuff like that happens I'm like why today why not yesterday or tomorrow but I was really happy for them so yeah I was uh, I was thrilled for them as well as well so celebrations 
in store for, yeah. for that for 100%. sure. I, I love that we were like, yes, that's absolutely kick off this episode with that news but we gotta like segue into chicago red stars news and updates right now mm-hmm. and i think maybe to start we have to maybe recap yeah talk about the game that, that happened, happened last weekend uh, yeah what we chatted a little bit about last week was we preview the chicago red stars going up uh against san diego wave mm-hmm. and the wave themselves were on a little bit of a run they had uh, a three game uh street win streak to start off their regular season and for the red stars this was the first kind of really long away game that they had to test themselves with first time that they were ever going to play an nwsl match in the state of california let alone uh, against san diego wave and uh, they ended up, unfortunately, walking away with no points in this Yeah, one. you know, that's that's such an interesting game, I think. Uh, not to, like, jump to the end, but we'll, we'll get into kind of what happened and, and why. But watching it at home on the streams, uh, everybody knows that Torero Stadium is one of the weirder <laughs> angles for yeah. the camera. You feel like... I think I said, like, it's not like you're on the moon, but it's like they're on the moon and you are watching <laughs> them from Earth. And so you've got like your little telescope and you're like you're uh, you're you're trying to figure out yeah. what's happening. And so in the magnitude of, of that, I think people who had one eye on that game and maybe one eye on the other game that was happening at the same time yeah. were like, oh, man, San Diego's really taking it to the Red Stars, right? Like, I think that they were yeah. like, oh, wow, San Diego, waves and waves of pressure. Of course yeah. they won this game. Of course they went away with all three points. I can test that slightly, actually. Yeah, I, I, I can test you. that that was like, I think people, casuals were a little bit like, whoop, San Diego really um, took, took Chicago. To yeah, and I was like, I don't know. That game was pretty competitive, but yeah. it's just you have to look at how the teams were moving rather than I, – I understand why it felt that way, yeah. I guess, is maybe what well, I'm saying. it just sort of felt like a, a bit of a – I hate to use the word, but a bit of a grind in the first half. I mean, really right. everything kind of – I think kind of opened up or level leveled out, so to speak, right. maybe in the second half. I think you look at the numbers coming out of this game – and, yeah, if you're neutral and you're just sort of looking at that, your impression is going to be, okay, a 2-1 win for San Diego. They've got, you know, they have the higher number in terms of the total shots. They connected more on, on target. But, you know, it took it took that team a whole half a whole to half, try right. to unlock what right. Chicago was also right. presenting them, which I think is, you know, very much a, a Red Stars thing to do sometimes. The Red Stars can, I don't want to say that they're kind of like a sleeper hole type of team that they can kind of get you in a lock and, and kind of lull you in a full sense of security, but right. they definitely, they, they cause some some issues there for, for well, San they Diego can early. If, they can if they have to, I think is the biggest thing. Like, uh, yeah. they talked about after the game, and I think we all were talking about before the game, the availability report, yep. which this, you know, we've gone from being a weather podcast to like an the availability podcast. <laughs> we, I've gotten to the point with calls with uh, head coach Chris Petroselli where I'm like, I have to remind him what players are still out. Like, he'll do a list, <laughs> and I'll be like, no, there's three more. Can you actually tell me about it's, those three? Um, but, yeah, so it was a really, really young squad that they put out there. Um, they had a couple players carrying little knocks that were playing. Alyssa Nair was carrying something. Um, Petroselli said this week that she, like, could barely move before yeah, the game started. kind of disturbing to hear. But she, yeah, I know, <laughs> but she still wanted to play. Um, Danny Colaprico and Aaron Wright were both on the bench. Vanessa DiBernardo played with a little bit of a knock. Uh, and then you had, like, Ava Cook play a full 90 and you had a number of other true and and Amanda Kowalski and then you had a number of true rookies sub in so it became like a it was a curious case of mentality I think because from the outside it's hard to tell how a team is going into something like this like are they thinking oh my god we're playing Alex Morgan and we don't have any of our you know, we don't have a number of top line players. Or are they thinking like nobody expects us to go in and compete, so we're going to go in and compete? And I think in the first half we saw the latter, which I think was really positive. However, when we get into like the feels like of the game, right? The feels like issue was Chicago just could not hold on to the ball. And it's actually, yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of interesting that they even had about the same possession numbers because Chicago was really struggling in the midfield specifically yeah. or on the wings to retain possession of the ball. And so playing the wave, 
they pretty much immediately come in with waves of pressure after you turn the ball over. Like that's their, their bread and butter right now. And so it always felt like it would be like Chicago gets out of the trap and then they immediately yeah. turn the ball over and, and then they get was, out of yeah. the trap and then they immediately turn the ball over. It and was, then it was, it was just this you cycle. See, yeah. You could exactly. definitely see like the, these moments and these long stretches of kind of some disjointed play yeah. or passes, unfortunately just weren't connecting. And I think for me, like watching it happen in real time, like we had, I had wondered this, and we again we had talked about it because we've turned into the the injury report podcast now. Right. Yeah. But that was one of the things that kind of was lingering in the back of my mind, where it's like, okay, we've had a number of games that we've seen this this Red Stars team in this in this new formation that they're rolling out with tactically this year, and is this was this going essentially going to be the game where we realized that is the is it the unfortunate truth that maybe the personnel available right now isn't matching up to what they're trying to present stylistically right. on the pitch and I think in this game I, I saw that kind of come to fruition it just we just saw I think for me a little bit of disjointedness too much well after the game they said that they considered uh abandoning the formation entirely yeah and then yeah. they were like wait we don't have the right players for that either yeah so they kind of were stuck they didn't have the right players to put together a traditional four back and then they didn't really have the right players to not concede those kinds of turnovers and concede that kind of pressure on the other end. Um, so they knew, I think they were very aware of their limitations going into the yeah. match. However, and this is where like, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit, I'm picking up maybe the energy from the team that I got after the game, yeah. which was at halftime, they were like, no, we can win this. Yeah. At halftime, there was, and so it's a little bit of like a self-fulfilled prophecy where people are like, oh, yeah, San Diego is taking it to the mm -hmm. Red Stars. But the Red Stars felt in the locker room at halftime. They're like, that, no, man, LFG. Yeah, yeah. They're like, <laughs> no, like, what are you talking about? It's nil-nil. We got 45 <laughs> minutes to go win this. We maybe, maybe our young players were a little bit scared at the beginning of the game, but now 45 minutes in, they're like, wait, we can handle this. And then, um, but obviously what did end up happening was – quick transition Sophia Jakobsen in space and yeah. uh, Kayla Sharples I mean you should honestly like never blame the defender I mean pretty it's much. Sophia Jakobsen man yeah and it's also <laughs> like with that with that particular situation I, I'd have to go back and watch the highlight I was like where are the other defenders here I don't actually know um if this was a tackle that needed to be made but uh yeah. because it wasn't a red card right so I don't I don't know what the other what the other people on the line were doing, but you know, money Morgan at the penalty spot, money right? Morgan at the penalty spot. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. It's just like at this point in, during this week three matchup between the two of them, it was like San Diego's been, been averaging up to that point, like a penalty kick per game, you know? So it was just kind of one of these things where it's like, okay, well that almost feels normal right. at this rate for, for San Diego wave. But I think the timing of, of, when the the goal came, you know, just like approaching this hour mark, it's one of those things where it's like yeah. they had the, the scoreless first half. Clearly San Diego was kind of struggling with how to kind of break things down there despite maybe some disjointedness from the Red Stars. And then you have this second half where it's like the Red Stars were like, we're doing all right. We're yeah. fine. Yeah. Like we're okay here. Yeah. Let's go out there and get a result. And then you've got this unfortunate moment with, like, a PK. And then, right. yeah, like you said, Money Morgan. It's just, like, one of these things where maybe kind of set some other things in, in, into play when, this, when you go down a goal with still that much time left to go in the second half. Because yeah. the other question that, that that triggered in my mind was, like, okay, well, who is going to equalize? For the Chicago Red Stars. Right. Now. Well, and that's where the problems of advancing the ball become an issue. Yeah. If you can't get, if you cannot successfully advance the ball, then yeah. you're going to have a lot of trouble getting in front of the other. I mean, I, yeah. not to explain soccer to people, yeah. but if you can't get the ball in front of the goal, yeah. it's what, hard what, to I'll kick take, it I'll into take the what goal. is the final third for 500? Right, exactly. Like, um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that there was that period of time in between the first San Diego goal and the second San Diego goal. You almost felt you're like, this is a, this has one nothing written all over it right yeah. um and then I mean to be honest that second San Diego goal was just a, it was a blown assignment I don't know it was like the second ball off a of free kick it was a well constructed free kick and that they did that on purpose which is that they didn't just do the long ball in right they they went yeah. short and then they tried to get things and it worked it totally worked uh, Chicago got drawn towards the ball uh Kaylee Real had a free 
as a bird <laughs> header. <laughs> yeah. She was just alone in just space. Just alone in space. On the moon. Yeah. Which is where they were playing the game. Yeah. And, which, and this is like now we're approaching like just like the final. Yeah. The final. minutes. Yes, and I think maybe at this exactly. point, let's say, for example, let's just say here. How's this for a transition? Let's mm. just say at this moment you're watching something in real time and you're wondering, oh, like there's still time here for the Red Stars. Maybe I want to put money down on this game <laughs> yeah. and say for them to equalize. Maybe. And you know what? And if, if you were, if you are the betting type, you know, the best way to also support CHGO is to download the points bet app and use CHGO when you sign up. If you uh, do that right now, you get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit at points. But get the CHGO Red Star shirt. You know, you know I'm, not, I'm not a gambler, so I don't even really know how this works, but uh, wouldn't it be really funny if you could like bet on the Washington spirit, but like only after they've gone down a goal? Yeah. Because you're like, wait, now I think they're going to win. I would actually <laughs> take that bet, quite yeah, frankly. Right. I don't think that's uh, that's too bad. That, yeah, that's actually, that would be a decent parlay. Yeah. Like Washington I, Spirit uh, concede <laughs> first and then win the game. Not not us giving tips on CHEO Red Stars. Oops. Or maybe or maybe yeah. us, yeah. Who uh, knows? But honestly, I think the that kind of go-ahead goal from, from San Diego there, you get that, you concede that in the 89th minute, and it's just one of those, Ugh, kind of moments, you know. Yeah. It's like you're like, well, you gave it what you gave it, right? Kind and of it, moments. That actually did feel bad because I was like, I'm not sure that this performance deserved a two nil loss. Yeah. Um, and it didn't. And, it, and it got kind of wild at the end. There. Well, yeah. I mean, San Diego, I think, lost focus for a second. I think. Well, uh, Jill Aguilera had. Uh, a goal get called offside. I don't know. I thought I that was really that. Yeah. close. Again, hard to tell because they were playing on the lunar surface. But um, they <laughs> uh, really hard to tell from the angle, but um, from my telescope. But they, I don't know. I thought that was close. So we yeah. thought maybe they had an equalizer even actually before uh, the yeah. team went two up. And so at this point, you're like, there's some fatigue here. This is like emotionally getting a little bit tough, I think, for the team, um, especially because you do. You have these rookies going toe-to-toe. They're playing full 90s. Uh, and then, yeah, Ava Cook off a, off a nice, nice pass from Yugi Nagasato. Look. And Ava Cook, you know, I think she's been due for one. And it's not sort of surprising to me that the first goal came from something of like a, a breakdown at the yeah. end of a match. But that's the kind of thing that you build on for, for the next game to say like, okay, I was able to do this through, first of all, like still having the legs to do something like that at the end of a game after starting. And then just, uh, we know that the tenacity is there, right? Yeah. Uh, lots of players on this team yeah. that are full of that kind of defensive or attacking tenacity. But then it's yeah. like, okay, how do we hone that into something cohesive? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's the soccer gods can be cruel. And they said, no, only one rookie may have a goal in this game. And it got credited to, to Ava Cook in, in the 90th minute there. But I'm, I'm with you. I thought, uh, you know, bringing in Jill Aguilera kind of to, in that final 15, um, as you at this point in the game are still trying to chase a 1-0 game. Uh, she came in maybe around the 75th minute or so. Yeah. But, you know, I'm. I'm enjoying that for now. I'm I'm someone who's kind of I'm I'm on the the Jill Aguilera hive, you know, right now, and I she's a player that I would like to see get a little bit more time with the rest of us, especially if this early in the season. Like that was, that was that was someone that we were chatting a little bit about last week when we were like, well, you know, the formation's been a lot of fun to watch. Right. We're enjoying looking at the things uh, the Red Stars are presenting tactically this year, but a concern that has been lingering in the back of our mind is is kind of the, a lot of the ground mm-hmm. that this middle third, the middle third players have to sort of cover right now. And if it's not in the cards to sort of expand the depth there, that if we're looking at the available personnel right now, like who are we filtering in that we've maybe wanted to see somebody like Jill Aguilar be utilized a little bit more in these situations. So she's kind of coming in as like this kind of late second half kind of player I'm, I'm enjoying what I've been seeing so far well sa- same and I, I mean specifically also I think what we saw in that game was what happens when you push her closer to goal yeah they've been asking her to play more hold or they Deeper, in preseason yeah. in preseason they were asking her to play more holding 
and um, she can do it. She's getting used to that. I think that's uh, a, a, a mind f if I'll you know to yeah say the, the kids Bob version it's tough. to uh, to go from from being someone who's used to advancing and and you have to become a holding player. Yeah. Um, so exactly, they were chasing a goal right when she came in in this game, and so she started chasing a goal. And I think that that's what was really exciting to me is that like, okay, you give her that specific assignment to get an equalizer and she's going to make something happen. And I think Mm -hmm. that that's exactly what you want in a young player. Um, And then, yeah, I mean, game ends 2-1. It's just like, what can you say? They made Vanessa Vanessa DiBernardo play the six. Yeah. They, uh, again if you've been here a little while you understand how maybe funny that yeah is. it's just like that's not something that you, that's you not like you like look at the opto lineup plays. and you're just like well that went the way it was yeah. gonna go you know yeah. um but no i think it was competitive and i and i just like put a stamp on it chicago has been competitive in every single game they've played this year yeah and i think that that is really important at this stage of the season yeah i'm, I'm with you 100 I, I just think if you're a neutral that kind of took a look or a quick gander at this game because right. again there were two that kind of they had the same kickoff time yeah right and if you were just taking a quick gander at this game and you sort of just caught the end of it where you were looking at the numbers and you see a 2-1 scoreline you're like that's that's not an ass whooping by any means right and you know I just am kind of like well I, I think because we're still in these very we're not even at like the first quarter of the season right being completed and you have a red stars team that is staying competitive, apparently, no matter who they're putting yeah, out on the pitch, right. which I think is very important at this time. Like, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Logan said no 5 no. That's right. Exactly. That's right, that's right Logan. We that, see you, buddy. We see you. That's, that's right. exactly right. We're Amen. at. I think we're at a zero goal differential right now, so, like, doing great. It's yeah, not negative. Know. Five. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I would be uh, concerned if uh, they got a start off to the 2020 <sighs> season like they did. Yeah. Last year, that would have uh, sucked indeed. But it okay. also would have not felt unfamiliar. It's so which true. Which I guess is a silver lining. IDK. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that's just basically what you have to take from it is that uh, the team was not able to play the way they ultimately want to play. The bigger question is, will they ever get to that point through no fault of their own, but just like who they have? Um, because maybe this is a good seg. Let's do it. To this week. And actually, I was I was thinking about this today or yesterday, which is that I actually really love that we record this on Fridays because yeah. they Chicago has gotten into a a, a schedule of doing their uh, pregame uh, match, conference match calls conference. on Thursdays. So rather than us being like we have no idea what they're going to look like this weekend, we actually we have, have some updates. Hey yo, um, yeah. So which is uh, fast forwarding ahead, mm-hmm. uh, the Red Stars are still going to be on the road. Yes, they will. Compete. They did. I mean, they did obviously come back. But yes. They're- yeah. They're training and everything like that. But yeah. uh, they will hit the road once more for their week four fixture, and they will face Orlando Pride. Uh, first time that they're going to face Orlando this year. Um, so that's exciting. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they uh, did a little bit of pre-match availability, and it was dope because there were two players with Chris Petroselli, mm-hmm. and it was two players that we were chatting a little bit about last week. Well, they've been the big topic of conversation just with so many players out. You know, if Chicago had, like, their entire roster available, maybe this would be more like, great, we'll work them in slowly, but, like, with so many people that they're missing, everyone is a little bit more, like, when are you going to come on the field and play, please? You know, so Sarah Lubert and, uh, and Chelsea Dauber. Yeah, uh, we're hyped for that. So yeah. they announced um, they announced the signing of, of Chelsea Darber several weeks back now mm-hmm. already. And uh, Sarah Luber is a player who has just sort of always been in kind of the long-term plans mm-hmm. for, for Chicago Red Stars. Uh, this is a player, quite frankly, that uh, maybe a lot of fans who perhaps are new to the Red Stars fandom might not have a lot of familiarity with. Because Sarah Luber is a player who kind of came into the league in a very tumultuous time. It was peak pandemic era. Right. Well, We're talking was about a, a Challenge Cup, and we really didn't see a ton of her until right. what was known as that uh, once-in-a-lifetime fall series. Yes, hopefully. Um, yes, hopefully. <laughs> knock on wood. Yeah. Um, and then, quite frankly, the 2021 season um, introduced uh, Mal Pugh to, uh, to the Chicago Red Stars, and we just didn't see – a lot of Sarah Luber in 2021. In fact, midway through the season, it was announced that she was departing for Liga Mekis Femenil, mm-hmm. and she signed a, 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 or agreed to terms on a loan 
with that franchise, uh, Club America. Mm -hmm. And now, after some time out in Mexico, she has uh, made her return. And it was dope to, to see her, you know, be able to chat a little bit about yeah. joining back up with the Red Stars. It's very it's very cool um, for, for us, for a player like that, who she was a non-roster invitee in, in 2020. She clearly has something. There's a spark to the way that she plays, and that was true even then. Um, but it seemed, you know, she came in. She was University of Missouri, correct? Is that? Mizzou. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so it felt a little bit like, oh, this is a player that maybe is going to need a little bit of time to get used to the pro game. And instead of doing that on Chicago's bench, she did that going down to Mexico and playing in full games and playing in front of big crowds. And, and what she said, and this was a question that I asked her yesterday, is just she's really proud of the way that she has become a true professional in that time. Um, and just figuring out the best ways to go through recovery, getting into a routine, taking the time to fix little things in her game, to go over tape. That's not like there's no, you know how we talk about how like it would be great if they taught like practical things in college. Yes. There's no like how to be a professional <laughs> be soccer a pro player <laughs> class in college. Yeah. And so you just have to do it by doing it. And so I think that, um, and that was my impression of her on the call. I was like, oh, that is a pro yeah, now. Yeah. And that's just, it's awesome to see a player. Yeah, kind no, of I, I like love that, that yeah. for her. Um, and I love that for Liga MX Femineo. Maybe yeah. I'll like, I don't know if people will like perceive this as shade, but I don't mean that as, a, as in any way. But, you know, this is, yes, this is a player who linked up with, with an NWSL side, the Red Stars, as a non-roster invitee. Mm -hmm. But is somebody who is returning back to the NWSL and felt that she needed to leave yeah. this league in order to get into that those experiences of living a life as a professional soccer player yeah. and that right. unfortunately I guess I think I, I'm fixated on that a little bit myself you know this is a I feel statement from Sandra because I think that that is maybe a little bit true for a number of players right. across this league I think there's a ton of players in this league who you can look at and say those are starters they see regular minutes with their franchise and there is a ton of talent across NWSL who are players who don't see a significant amount of time mm -hmm. on the pitch and for somebody like Luber she kind of maybe fell into that category a little bit and had to literally leave the country yeah. to have these experiences and now is coming back yeah kind of having you know kind of the the know-all of what that means now to sort of carry yourself in a league like this. And I liked hearing her chat about how she's, she's also eager herself to sort of see, uh, you know, how to implement everything that she's learned while she's out there and trying to see how that translates here back into NWSL play. Yeah. And I, I mean, the one other thing that struck me about talking to her was this, um, there was some speculation of like, well, does she want to stay right, down right, in, right. in Mexico or not? And and sometimes there are there are a lot of different people who have a lot of different things to to say about that because they have an invested interest on either side, right? They have an invested interest in in her wanting to stay in Mexico, an invested interest in her NWSL being the dream. And um, yeah. from her getting a chance to speak to her for the first time, it was pretty simple. Yeah, she said, "I was always coming back." Yeah, it was just always a, just a matter of when. Timeline, yeah. And um, she was really happy to extend her stay with Club America, but the the goal was always to come back better. And so it was. It just and I have like I have no commentary on that, but it was just nice to hear from the player. I guess yeah, maybe absolutely. is is where I was at with that. Yeah, I mean transparency is a beautiful thing. Right? Yeah, and having right. <laughs> like that knowledge and stuff is very important too to sort of get the perspectives right. and how they fall in line with things here. Yeah, and Courtney's right. So one of the idiosyncrasies of this loan is that uh, they weren't really expecting her back so soon. Yeah. Uh, they thought maybe yeah. they'd be going deeper in into the, um, the the tournament that they do down down in Mexico. And uh, so she's not available until June 1st. So yeah. we, got an we got like a reintroductory press conference with Sarah Lubert. She will not be there. Uh, she can train. Yeah. She can train. She's allowed yeah. to train. She can. She's she'll with be, the team. Yeah, yeah, She's yeah. She's just unavailable She's just, for selection until June first. Exactly. Exactly. Just per you know policies. Oh, and speaking of transparency, uh, no one knew to ask that question, and uh, Chris Petroselli offered that up, and so yeah. I thought that was that was a dope. change of pace. He was straight up like, "Here's the thing that we should add." <laughs> yes, she will not be yeah. available to play. Right. Which is dope because I think it's it's 
it's cool to have a head coach who is like, here's what's going on. Being who's yeah. able to read the temperature right. of people's interest. And it's like, yes, everyone is very excited that Sarah Luber has returned, yes. including us. And also but, don't yell at me when she doesn't play yeah. this weekend. <laughs> I, I, I respect he's like, he's like, don't blame me. Don't blame me. I respect it yeah. so much. Exactly. Uh, yeah. That was uh, great to see from, uh, from the Red Stars yeah. uh, head coach there, but also cool to, um, hear a little bit from uh from Chelsea Dover as well yeah very briefly that was kind of a funny situation yeah. she was a little bit late she had car trouble um and it was that felt like a very very introductory press conference in that um she's still really new to the team she yeah. she's a young player she like I asked you know just kind of a fun question I was like is there a thing that you're excited uh uh, thing that you're like excited to do in the states, and she's just like everything. I've never been here yeah, before. Never been to America. <laughs> um, I asked her how familiar she was with the team. She was like a little. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but the cool thing, and I think everybody, uh, and and you know, not to stereotype the Australian <laughs> players, but they there's an element of of joy they take from the game that is really uh noticeable even just talking to them and yeah i asked her kind of like what if, if fans don't know you as well what is like what are you hoping to bring to the team and first of all she said goals she yeah. wants to score goals and then um they and then she said you know but i also just want to bring a sense of of joy because i really love playing soccer and i thought that was great too yeah yeah we'll, we'll get to the we'll get to the injury report yeah briefly. we do questions yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. to the later stage of the the episode but so hang, hang yeah. out to that yeah we, 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 we will you, yeah. we appreciate you yeah uh you know a fun question i think maybe once once chelsea has more of her footing and, and getting mm -hmm. more familiar with with the city, because this is something that I think we usually ask of all so all the soccer players, but uh, in particular the the Matildas, the Aussies who who come mm -hmm. stateside because they are uh, they're big they're real big coffee heads. Oh, <laughs> that's right, they are. Yeah. Well, every I mean everybody knows everybody knows that uh, the NWSL players just themselves in general oh, are, yeah. are big big coffee heads. It's, it's like it's routine. like coffee beach soccer, soccer. <laughs> <laughs> fashion. Yes. Coffee, beach, soccer, fashion. fashion. All in that order. I think. Um, and so, therefore, perhaps you would be interested yeah. in let know. Strava Coffee. Strava CBD Coffee is a game changer. I'm so excited to say tinctures later. It has helped thousands of people to improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious, fresh roasted, specialty coffee infused with organic, broad spectrum CBD. CBD from hemp doesn't make you higher hungry, but it does offer real benefits that can help you feel alert and focus without the jitters. Live your day more balanced with less anxiety, fewer aches and pains. Plus, including CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy more restful sleep so that you wake up feeling your best. Chelsea Dauber flew across yeah. the country. Maybe that would be helpful. It'll the best part, Strava is all about quality. Everything is a small batch, fresh and shipped straight to your door. Strava also offers concentrated full spectrum CBD, say it with me, tinctures for those looking for a more traditional CBD format tinctures. with a powerful entourage effect of benefits. A CHGO listeners can save 25% off their entire purchase when you use the code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com when you use the code CHGO25 at checkout. Discount coupon valid on non-subscription purchases only. One use per customer. Already love Strava? Subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club. With Strava, you're in control. Save on your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule. Uh... I will say this. Yes. I am someone who doesn't consider herself like a coffee drinker, oh, but I, I am, am someone who's absolutely used to CBD before. So I'm a little curious as to what. I know I do. I, I've done this ad read, I think like three times yeah, now. And, and every like, time I'm like, hmm, hmm. I'm Maybe. like, this is a new plea. Maybe. We're breaking the fourth wall here. Yeah. CSGO, let us get some shove of coffee. Yeah, please. let us try the product. And, uh, we can actually like be like, <laughs> hey, yeah. this is personal, personal uh, recommendation. Yeah. But. A little different from uh, what we heard in that press conference mm -hmm. uh, with Lubert versus Darber is, are we going to see Darber this weekend? And if we see her, what's that going to look like? Yeah, um, I would not, ex I mean, it, I would not expect a full 90, I don't think. Um, you know, the energy I've gotten from the team is that it's the early part of a long season. Yeah. And like I said, they've been competitive in every game. So I think that they – and also they don't – I think there's something you want to be really careful when you've asked a lot of young players to, like, go out there and do battle for you, not to just be like, well, Dauber can go 
60. So you're going to be on the bench, even though you've been yeah. doing well or what, you know, you want to, you, you want to integrate those weeks. players yeah. in, but you also want to maintain that team feel. And so I think you want to be really conscious about that as well. So yeah, Dobbers should be available. Um, I think she's going to travel with the team. Um, shall we get into the, go down the list? The, the, good news, good news, the, bad the news. Do we want to yeah, do so like good news and bad news? Like yeah, no, side I think by side, or do we want to like go good to bad, bad to good? What yeah, do we think? Absolutely. Bad news first. The people want to know. Shout out to Courtney wanting to ask uh, you yeah. know, us about what we've heard about Mel Pugh. But again, got that update yeah. uh, today. As a matter of fact, so when we're looking ahead to the Red Stars facing off against Orlando Pride at this point, unfortunately, it shouldn't maybe feel that unfamiliar. But uh, Morgan Gatra actually has been confirmed that it's going to be projected somewhere. Four to six weeks. Yeah, going to be without uh, so, her presence. So specifically, Petroselli said that they did a they did, had a meeting. Yes, <laughs> they had a meeting. It, it was one of those things where it was like we need to have a more formal conversation about the length of this injury time rather than it just being like week to week to week because right, right, that that psychologically is not good for a player no, either. You yeah. need to give them a timeline and be like focus here's here's what you're focusing on and here's the amount of time you're yep. going to be focusing on it um and so here's your job your job is to get better is to get better exactly <laughs> and and so they put a formal four to six weeks on it um which is i'm sure so frustrating yeah. um can I just say, though, it's also relatable because I also have had a calf issue that has been lingering for some Painful. time. And I'm just like, it's hard Painful. to get this fixed. And you're not a pro soccer player. I'm not even a pro soccer player. Pro soccer player. And, it's, and it's tough. Yeah. Uh, but I, um, again, another thing that I appreciated coming out of the the uh, match day availability, um, you know, what was that? I think that was a, a smart, ultimately, to sort of have that conversation, you know, with this player and kind of put that, like you said, put that, that timeline on it, you know, it's, it's tough to maybe, you know, be on the receiving end of that news or even hear it if you're someone who's a fan of the team because you we know what type of year Morgan Gattra was coming off of last year. I think, you know, for those of us who already knew the type of caliber player she was, I think for many neutrals of the league and of the sport, perhaps maybe got reintroduced to, to Morgan Gattra and we're yeah. like, wow, like – Morgan Troy is absolutely the World Cup caliber playing player right. that, you know, she's always sort of been, um, you know, portrayed as. And I think maybe being on a team like the Red Stars that has all, like, historically always had a very good midfield, may, perhaps maybe gets a little lost in that. But in something like 20, a 2021 season, where it just sort of felt like obstacle after obstacle after obstacle in front of this team. Um, yeah, Morgan Gatra absolutely was lights out uh, for the Red Stars. So, uh, I mean, if you're looking at it, the transition from last year to this year, like, yeah, of course, that's a, that's a tough loss. But I think maybe the silver lining within it is if we're talking about a four- to six-week period, the hope, I think, is maybe to get uh, this, this player back Right. Maybe post, you know, CONCACAF W championship for, well, you know, for, for this team. The reason you do this, the reason you do this is, um, I mean, you see this in basketball a lot, yeah. which is, it's like, when do you shut a player down? Yeah. Right. And the issue with that is it's always a negotiation because you never have a player that wants to be shut down. Right. And so especially with, with lingering injuries, they have good days, they have bad days, they want to play. And then at some point you're like, we need to actually just, move over and and fully focus on this being a long-term thing just so you're 100% healthy when you come back um so that's the bad news that is that's the one piece of 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 bad news and um we keep talking about them needing like maybe one more piece in the midfield and not having a is not going to help with that uh but we got a lot of other good news though uh Mallory Pugh um Petroselli was very very adamant to say that she's been working out um, she's been doing fitness. She's been doing lifting. She's been, she is not, she's not kind of been, he said like, she hasn't been sitting in a dark room for the last yeah, three weeks. That was, I love that he put but, it, but, um, <laughs> but it's contact. You have to be really careful reintroducing contact when someone has a concussion, but the expectation was full training today and some availability this weekend, hopefully. Um, and then all the questionable players, I think he said, we're, we're feeling better. So Colaprico, Wright, DiBernardo, yeah. Mayer, um, we're, we're all feeling, all feeling better. So it should be a, uh, Ellis Stevens, he said also, we might see a little bit of, or she might be available. Um, so better news, yeah. but it's still, yeah, it's just still an yeah. incomplete picture. 
Yeah, and honestly, I think um, if the general idea is, you know, was to introduce some contact and then maybe have this player still be listed as questionable and then kind of like a game time decision with like a deep minute restriction. Right. I'm like in 100% support of that. I think that makes total sense, quite frankly. It's just logical at this point. I don't know. I mean, it's just way too early to just play with that type of stuff. Not a brain injury. Right. And also just this is just the reality of of the schedule, which is just like they're going to have a really intense couple of weeks in June. And then – and then there's going to be like international break. So it's like they, yeah. they're, they have other, they're going to have other games than this one, I guess, mm-hmm. to, to try to get everybody back up to speed. However, maybe before we go, yeah. they did trade for a 2022 they did. international spot um, yesterday. Yeah. Which was fun to just be like, <laughs> yeah. Let's all they're, they're getting only. they're getting Katoto, you know. Yeah, they're oh, yes. Uh only in my wildest dreams. Yeah. If the Chicago Red Stars ever got Marie Antoinette Kanono, I would like absolutely just fall out of this chair. Yeah, like, I'd, just, like, yeah I'd have no words. I'd have I'd I would literally be speechless. It yeah. would just be a forty five minute show of just me. Just kinda of, like the thinking camera. about it. Just yeah. Looking yeah. and staring at the camera. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I saw them. They engaged in a trade with Gotham. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got a international slot for this year and in exchange uh, sent an international slot for next year mm-hmm. uh, to Gotham and some, some allocation money as well. Um, and, of course, everyone's having some fun with that for, for now. And us as well. Yeah, I mean. Is that, be, is that your could, wildest dream one? Is Is Katoto? Is Katoto? Um. There are a lot of good players out there, yeah. to be honest. Uh, I, yeah, I, I know though. I think the answer is actually no. Um, I mean, I think that the wildest dream would not actually be a striker. It would be like a, a midfielder, yeah. <laughs> like a really good midfielder. I just, I just think people don't realize how much a midfielder is going to help yeah. this team mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. And I think you and I are both in the same yeah. headspace where we're like, actually, yeah, right. what if yeah. not a striker, right. exactly. but uh, a midfielder? Again, because I just feel like it's it's super early in the season and, and they are going to introduce, you know, Darber into yeah. the team. Yeah, exactly. Gonna, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be Alexia Pateas. Yeah, 100%. yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Duh. <laughs> like it's gonna be the bum. no, it's gonna be it's gonna be Lucy Bronze, but she plays in the midfield. Oh, no. hmm. <laughs> let's see what happens there. That honestly, that the the sad thing about that is that feels more likely to be <laughs> <laughs> somehow. Lord help, sorry, yeah. help me. Oh, I, I know Jesus. I've said it now. Yeah, you know I um look. Are they going to get the bounce back against Orlando Pride? Let's talk about that. I think they can. Yeah. A little bit. Orlando Pride, man, uh, in a bit of a rebuild year themselves. Um, currently on a three-game undefeated streak. Mm-hmm. They've got themselves a couple wins, mm-hmm. a draw, mm-hmm. and uh, they have uh, reintroduced Sydney LaRue yeah. into their lineup. Some, again, a, a striker of their own. Yeah, they were missing her a some, lot in the Some injury. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they absolutely were missing her. And, and now that she has made a return, 100% see who this player is and what she means to a team like that. So, you know, they've got LaRue in, in, in the front line. Um, Aaron McLeod came back after her knee scope and is looking good. She does look in good. In net yeah. for them. So, yeah. you know, they, um, you know, not to say that Orlando's getting high on their own supply by any means, but they are definitely putting, they, they, they have officially put together a string of games. They're also a bit of a... They're rough they like and to tussle. They like They're you know, rough and tumble. bit of a pow pow sort of a team. So. Is this a game that's going to come down to the duels? <laughs> oh my god! Is it a team that's going to? Is it a game that's going to come down to the refs? More like, yeah. Uh, which I don't know. Hopefully not. Um, yeah, they, they're a physical team. That's part of their DNA now, which is good for them and bad for the team that yeah. they're playing. Uh, Simple. Yeah. Boom. But it's getting point. it's getting them results. And I, you know, I will see. I think Chicago can go toe-to-toe with Orlando. Um, Chicago has historically had some really great games against them. They've yeah. historically had some really weird games against yeah. them. Um, they don't always do well going down into the high humidity, but we've had a little bit of that so Look. far up here, so hopefully they've gotten used to it. Um, but, yeah, I, I totally think they can bounce back. I, yes, I do think that. I um. 
I want the, I do. I'll just put it out. I want, I, I don't know if this is going to happen. I'm, I'm not in the coaching staff and, um, you know, not privy to who they're going to have in the lineup. But for me, I, I look at this game and I, I want to, I want to see all the youngins. I want to see a back out there. minutes. Yeah. I want to yeah. see, you know, I want to see Jill Aguilar, Sam yeah. Fisher yeah. getting in the mix of these things. Uh, you know, Sarah I want to continue, continue to see Sarah Griffith. Yeah. I, I want to see these young players get yeah. minutes again. If there's a team that I'm looking at this year that I want several new faces on the Chicago Red Stars to get extended minutes yeah. in, I want it to be against Orlando Pride. Yeah, and I think, like, things we need to see. We need to see BSG continue to yeah. develop. It'll be really good to get Aaron Wright back in the lineup um, just because I think that her understand her understanding of the new system is actually quite high because yeah. she's been playing like that her whole career yeah, her anyway. Whole career so yeah. so having her back in, I think, adds a level of confidence in that attacking transition. Um, and then yeah, I agree. I think that you just you trust the young ones. You maybe you get Danny Colaprico and Zoe Morris back in that defensive midfield. Don't make Vanessa Di Bernardo yeah, do B6. that anymore. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I think that they I think that they'll be defensively sound. And then the question is just who's going to score the goals? Yeah. And they I have more options there, so that's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited for this week for sure. I think more than I was for for them to go to California. Yeah. So we'll see what comes out of this one. Uh, we answered a couple questions already in the chat. Uh, Courtney asking about the update. On, yeah. Um, I'm Al Pugh. We went through that um, a little bit. Let's maybe take a scroll through and see if they're... No word on Kalia Watt. Nope. Uh, nope. She, you know, I, I mean, sure everybody knows she's kind of been... She's not much of a social media person. Yeah. Um, All we know is that the injury that was sustained was an ACL, and that can just depend on the player. When she is back in market, I think we will know, and I think that's the beginning of, of the next step. When did she tear her ACL? Was that in November? That was in the semifinal right, of so 2021. That was the end that was of October. It's now... The end of May. I mean, yeah, generally. I mean, the thing is, is that she's probably got just as many tra uh, capabilities where she is than than the Red Stars even do. So it will make sense to bring her back into market probably when she's pretty far along is what I would guess. Yeah. Uh, Logan, unfortunately, I do not, I'm do i not super familiar. We'll find out. With Darber's defensive capability. Yeah. But you know what? We're going to find out find real, out. real soon. Yep. The unfortunate truth of the matter is that uh, I struggle to watch – uh, a league games, and I think that that is yeah. a common thread for a lot of people who right. try to watch. Um, well, that's just so different Australia too. League. You don't necessarily have to defend as much from the yeah. front line if you're in down down in Australia. Yeah, but we're gonna we're gonna find out real real soon. Uh, John with a question about attendance. Uh, looks like he says uh, we've seen attendance records for women's soccer worldwide, while Chicago Red Stars are still struggling to get people in the stands. Is this due to stadium location? Or is the front office fail, falling, failing short to blame? Um, it's tough. I mean, it's a wonderful time for women's soccer attendance that we've been seeing. But we've also been seeing uh, some of these, like, record-breaking game uh, attendances for very specific historic games. Uh, so I'll also just try to maybe make that connection um, as well. I am not going to be someone who comes on this podcast and, like, goes like this and says, the people in the front office are terrible because that's just not something – that I believe. I believe that people who find themselves employed within the NWSL are mostly good people and trying their very best. Um, and stadium location, I mean, listen, it's it's Bridgeview, you know? It's just like one of these things that I think that we've always talked about um, when it comes to women's professional soccer in the Chicagoland area. The truth of the matter is there's just not a ton of options for women's professional domestic soccer to be, you know, played in professional facilities in Chicagoland. I think you have the fire in Soldier Field right now, but before then they were also in Bridgeview. And uh, I think with this current era of NWSL, there's just no going back to what used to be, you know, playing in college facilities or, you know, accepting a college facility with, you know, a 5,000, you know, capacity. Um, I think that uh, something that we can maybe circle and take a look at is say it's year 10 of the NWSL. Uh, and by extension, that means it's also year 10 for the Chicago Red Stars in NWSL. And I, a thing that I don't think is unfair to say about things like attendance for the Red Stars um, is that whatever you thought was working in the last 10 years, um, clearly isn't anymore so 
you know, let's try to maybe think of some some new and fun, innovative ways to uh, incorporate or engage um, fan interest and, and fan attendance because sometimes uh, if it ain't uh, broke, don't fix it, doesn't necessarily work. Um, but we'll see what happens. I mean, also, I think there's been some real struggles with the weather um, for the Red Stars out in Bridgeview, and it has not been very f- fan-friendly or even player-friendly. It's been cold. It's been rainy. It's been et cetera. It's been et cetera. But, um, you know, the attendance thing is something that, uh, unfortunately, always gets tossed around and asked around no matter really what club, you know, in NWSL. Um And it's just one of those things that I think people are always going to want to try to fixate on a little bit when it doesn't I don't think it necessarily needs to be super fixated on um and then I just always sort of think that it's like you're kind of comparing apples and oranges a little bit 90,000 for uh, a match between Barcelona and Real Madrid to like historic iconic brands for like centuries um is a completely different thing when you're comparing that to the women's game in the United States where both the professional league in NWSL and also the sport of soccer are still a thing that are gaining traction uh, here. So uh, obviously something that we'll always try to keep an eye on, but sort of my take two cents on it. The only people who know the answer to that question are the people who work in the front office, I think is the other thing. Um, Yeah. All we can do is just continue to just like speculate through our two cents and um, yeah. Uh, whatever was working or you thought was working was not. And um, I guess we just have to continue to see if uh, you just keep beating the same drum or maybe you try to look at a newer, better, different, shinier drum with better resources and tools. We'll see. Uh, Yeah, but uh, I hope the Red Stars win this weekend and we get to come back and talk about a dub. I would love to see it. I would love to see another rookie goal, maybe a different rookie get on the scoreboard. Love to see it. If you have Jill loved, Aguilera rising. Yes. If you have loved uh, what you've heard us chat about here on CHEO Red Stars, listen, there's a number of reasons, for, uh, ways for you to go ahead and support us and the work. And a huge way to do that is becoming a CHGO member. Uh, you know, you get access to podcasts and live shows uh, every week. That's something that's always going to be around for you. But, you know, we're talking about maybe doing some post-game shows eventually. You're going to get access to premium written content for all members at all CHGO. So if you are a big fan of Claire's writing, like I'm a big fan of Claire's writing, you're going to want to sign up for a CHGO member. You get dope merch for all the teams. Uh, You get a free shirt when you become a member. And, of course, you get uh, access to uh, our members-only Discord at the CHGO Lounge, which is fun. Yeah. Maybe you'll see us kind of lurking, and maybe you'll see us kind of participating. Once I can figure out how to get in there, that's a me problem. Technology is hard. Um, But, yeah, no – Every Tuesday, you're getting a weekly column from me about the Red Stars, um, and hopefully it'll be about a dub. Go Red Stars. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. Appreciate y'all.